The following resource is from lmpc.org and we're delighted to provide it freely to all. If you feel led to give towards the ministry of Lookout Mountain Presbyterian Church, we welcome you to do so at lmpc.org give. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. Well, Happy New Year, everyone, and we're going to start our new year with this text in Hebrews. We were in Hebrews uh, for much of Advent, and um, we will be going back next week to Deuteronomy, the Ten Commandments we're going to be studying. So we look forward to that, but this is a great text as we consider our new year together. Uh, These verses are foundational. I will say, uh, many of you I know uh, know Ellen Thompson, who's now with Jesus. Her last gift to me as a pastor was to give me early sermon prep for this sermon because she chose this text for her funeral. So she helped me get ahead. Uh, Praise be to God. So thank you, Ellen. And uh, she now worships by sight and we worship by faith. So let's pray God will increase our faith this morning. Let's pray together. Father, would you now come and use your word Take your spirit upon us and accompany your word to change us, Lord. As we start this new year, we want to know you more. We want to serve you more. We want to enjoy you more. So would you help this sermon uh, to that end, we pray. And pray this in your name. Amen. Like I said, as we begin this new year, um, Hebrews... This passage is so helpful as we consider our own race. The Bible uses a lot of metaphors for the Christian life. It uses metaphors like a soldier, a farmer, a child, a pilgrim, a steward. But it often uses the metaphor of race. It talks to us about living like an athlete when we consider the Christian life. I don't know if you have been to a Braves game lately when they have this feature called Beat the Freeze. You might be familiar with that. Beat the Freeze is a, is a mid-inning promotion where a fan races against a light blue spandex-wearing sprinter. True. He's sponsored by Raceway. He gives the person that's racing him a, a huge start because he's really fast, and the fan often gets out to a huge lead and is often passed by the sprinter. There's one great clip among many of beat the freeze races, but one is a guy gets way out in front and the freeze is nowhere in sight and he is certain he's going to win. So certain that as he approaches the finish line, he starts doing this to the crowd and the freeze passes him so stunningly and so fast that it scares him to death and he just falls down. Uh, it's worth, worth looking at. They call that freezer burn 
in Atlanta. True, true story. That's not mine. Um, but I, I tell you that because as we think about our race as followers of Jesus Christ, I want us to think this morning about finishing strong, not just boastfully running. Finishing strong, focusing on running the race all the way through until faith is sight. So first, as we face a new year and continue our race of faith, let us remember the cloud of witnesses in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, so this is the basis for everything you're about to hear, there's this cloud of witnesses that surround us. Hebrews 11, he has gone through the hall of fame of faith, as it, as it were, and that is the cloud of witnesses. He mentions many of them, but it's also all those who have finished their race of faith in Jesus Christ. They are a part of the cloud of witnesses. Now, please note, the witnesses are not spectators, they are not onlookers, they are testimonies for us to consider. You and I do not want those who have run the race and finished it to be consumed with what's going on in this broken, hard world. There are not, as the old country song said, there are not holes in the floor of heaven. They are not watching us. We are to watch them. We are to remember them, to consider their lives from all listed in Hebrews 11 to all those we know who have finished the race. We look to them. They don't look to us. I remember getting back. I was in China for two plus years. And when I got back, it was 1999. It was the summer. And I remember I was so excited to watch the All-Star game. I mean, what can make me feel more at home than to watch America's pastime? It was the last All-Star game of the century. It was at Fenway Park. It was as good as it gets. They were introducing the All-Century team. And of course, Kevin Costner of Field of Dreams fame with Field of Dreams music would introduce these heroes of baseball. And out came people like Bob Gibson, Warren Spahn, Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, Willie Mays, Frank Robinson, Tom Seaver, Stan the Man Musial, and the person who threw out the first pitch was Ted Williams. On the active rosters of that game were 20 future Hall of Famers. Some believe in 99 that summer, it was the greatest collection of baseball players on one field ever. It was like a cloud of witnesses. People who had run the race, people who had played the game, who were there to be looked to, to be inspired. And in many ways, that's what Paul, well, that's what the writer of Hebrews, I don't think Paul wrote Hebrews, by the way. We don't know. I got my thoughts. Um, that's what the writer of Hebrews wants us to say. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, I want to ask you, as you think about your own race, who would be in a similar parade for you to that 1999 All-Star game? The people that have gone before you that have finished the race faithfully. Who would be in that parade? Who would those people be? Think of their names. Remember them on this first day of the new year. 
You know, since I've been at LMPC, I've seen 185 of our members finish their race. I remember them often. Those who spoke of faith, lived faith, taught faith, embodied faith all the way to the end. Write down some of those who are in the cloud of witnesses personally for you. And as you do, remember that great hymn for all the saints that says this, for all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confess, thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. And I love the second verse. Thou wast their rock, their fortress, and their might. Thou, Lord, their captain in the well-fought fight. Thou in the darkness drear, their one true light. Who's on that list for you? Besides Hebrews 11, that you need to remember today and remember how they ran their race. But as we face a new year and continue our race of faith, let us also throw off all hindrances and entangling sin. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. You see, to run the race and to finish the race, we must get rid of anything that would hinder or entangle us. Among the burdens or encumbrances to be thrown off for the readers in this letter of Hebrews is one in chapter 10, they have a fear maybe of shrinking back in the face of opposition. In chapter 12, it says they have this bitter discouragement that's defiling one another. In chapter 12, verse 16, they have this sensuality that is demanding immediate gratification. These are some of the things the writer of Hebrews identifies that they must throw off or get rid of. What about us? As you start the new year, what are those things that are hindering us, those sins that are entangling us that we need to get rid of or throw off? I saw this beautifully embodied as I was coaching a youth flag football game. It was cold. It was in the midst of those two weeks of rain, so we had to go play at CCS on the turf. It was very cold. And we had these, those hand warmers for our little third through fifth graders to keep their hands warm. They put them in their pockets. Well, one of our fastest kids loaded up his pockets with heat warmers. And about midway through the first quarter, he came running to the sideline and threw them all straight at me and said, too heavy, coach, slowing me down. <laughs> Charlie Torrance, that's a vision of what we're to do. What's too heavy? What's slowing you down in this race? You know, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be sin. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin. It could be sin that's entangling you, but it could be something that's just holding you up. These questions I want to ask you to write down for the new year. What is holding you up? What is hindering your pursuit of drawing nearer 
to God. Is there anything impeding you or pulling you back in your race as a follower of Jesus? What is weighing you down? Is it trivial ambitions? Is it self-ambition? Is it resentment? Is it greed? Whatever it is, the writer of Hebrews says, throw it off, too heavy, slowing me down. What sin entangles you? What's the sin that you repeatedly fall into that seems to keep tripping you up? Is it jealousy? Is it envy? Is it like me, grumbling and complaining? Is it pride? Is it lust? When I think of sin, I think of kudzu. And like someone said of kudzu and sin, sin is like kudzu. It grows very fast and must be cut back daily or else it will take over. That's the point of the writer of Hebrews. Sin is like kudzu. It grows fast and must be cut back daily. What is it that's hindering your race? What is it that's impeding your pursuit of God? What weight, what sin must be cut back? And then the writer says, let us run with persevering endurance. It says, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So we are to consider the cloud of witnesses, throw off all that hinders and entangles us, and run with perseverance, a race that aims to finish. Understanding the Christian life is not a sprint. It is a long, steady race. I know you cannot tell by looking at me, but I do ride the Peloton, and it has changed my life, and it has helped me so much. And one of the rides I do are these 60 to 90 minute power zone endurance rides. That sounds fancy, doesn't it? They're terrible. And yet, Matt Wilpers, my coach, he doesn't know me, I know him. He says something to me while I'm tired and weak and sweating. He says, as long as you're still pedaling, you're successful. Well, thanks be to God, because that's all I got sometimes is a little pedal. Y'all, that's the point of the Christian life, too. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep pedaling. Keep walking the walk of faith, perseverance, we cannot give up. That's why we, we race with each other. We need coaches in our life like Matt Wilpers, spiritual friends that say, keep going. Don't give up. Don't stop. Yeah, I know it feels like you're going slow. Just keep pedaling the race of faith. You see, the athletic competitions of the, the Greeks provided a a very common New Testament analogy of the Christian life. And the athletic analogy calls for the Christian life to be marked by endurance, perseverance. You never see an athlete show up in a race and do well and say, well, I didn't do anything for that. Passivity does not mark an athlete 
Intentionality does. And that has to mark the Christian life. Not passive, but intentional. Aiming to finish the race. As Paul says in 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have kept the faith, I have finished the race. But most importantly, as we face a new year and as we continue our race of faith, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The cloud of witnesses, throwing off everything that entangles us, running with persevering endurance, but fix our eyes on Jesus. Now, before considering where we are to look, you know that when you run, where you look matters, just like when you drive, where you look matters. Your eyes are going right where you, you're, the car's going to go right where you're looking. That's why horses run with blinders, so they can just stay fixated on what's ahead. One of the temptations we have as we run is this. We're tempted to look around us. And when we look around us, we go, well, I'm doing better than that guy with Jesus. <laughs> I might not be a very good Christian, but I'm better than that one. That's not the point. We are not racing in a competition. We are racing to encourage one another. Stop looking around. Stop looking inside. Do, you, do I have what it takes? Navel gazing, looking inside, the paralysis of analysis, and stop looking back being weighed down by the past. No, instead, what? As we run, fixated, looking straight to who? Jesus. That's our fixation as we run. Not around us, not inside of us, not behind us. It's to Jesus. And as you look there, what do you see? It says, looking to Jesus, verse 2, the founder and perfecter of of our faith. As you run and you look ahead to Jesus, you see the foundation of our faith. He is our sole aim because he is our sole source. I hope you understand. You're in this race because of him alone. You didn't sign up for this. You didn't pay to get a number. He paid Everything for you to be in this race. You are in this race by grace. He is the, as it says, the founder of your faith. You see, it says, here's how he founded it. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He entered us in this race by running a path we should have run straight towards the wrath of God. That's the destination we were on as sinners. We were on the path of getting the just judgment of God for our sins, but he ran right to that. Why? To enter us in the race by grace. He is the founder of our faith. But look, he's also the perfecter of our faith. Calling to mind Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. As you look to Jesus, he's the one that got you in the race. 
He's the one that will help you finish the race. He is the foundation of our hope for completing the race. We enter by him. We finish by him. And listen, in the Christian life, we're not running to win. We're simply running home. We're just running home. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on home. Don't compete looking around you. Fixate on Jesus. And as you look there, you'll also see what fueled him needs to fuel us. Look at it. Who for the joy that was set before him. Sometimes when I'm on the Peloton, the only thing I can think about is how good it feels an hour after doing it. Because it's miserable during it. Jesus kept the joy ahead in front of him. He is the foundation of our race, but his fuel is our fuel. Joy. Joy ahead. What joy? The joy of redemption. Paying the debt we owed and presenting us to God. Here are your beloved. The joy of rescue. And as we run, listen, you haven't tasted the full joy of your redemption and rescue yet. It is coming in full. Run towards that. What, what was the joy set before him? It was that he knew though he went down in the grave, he would sit down. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He went down into the depths, but the joy was knowing he was going to sit down on the throne of God and reign forever the joy of a future reign, the joy of resurrection. Listen, that's ours. The joy before us is full redemption, full rescue, full resurrection, full reign with God here in new heavens and new earth. Fixate your faith on Jesus. Run for the joy that's ahead. It's how he ran. It's how we run. And we're in this race by grace. I close with this. What if in 2023 we approached our life spiritually like Olympic swimmers? They get rid of anything that gets in their way. The smallest hair on a leg, gone, because it might slow them down. You see, to finish the race, we do need to ruthlessly eliminate all that slows us down or hinders us because Jesus matters. He's enough. Fixate there. Remove anything that hinders you and let us run with persevering faith this year. Let us pray together. Our glorious God, by grace you have entered us into the race of the Christian life and we thank you. 
May we live as followers of Jesus who resemble athletes. Inspire and enable us to engage in rigorous training in the spiritual disciplines of word and prayer. Worship and fellowship. Serving and giving in this new year. We confess that we sometimes attend far more to the health of our physical bodies rather than to the spiritual maturity of our heart and mind. We acknowledge, as your word says, that physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Would you sink this truth deep into our hearts and form us, form in us a holy fixation on the joy set before us? Like any athlete, would you teach us to delay our gratification? Empower us when our will is weak to deny what is damaging. We trust your promises that you give us diligence by your spirit and through our dependence upon you. It will yield an eternal, incomparable crown that we will gladly place at your feet. You are the champion of our faith. You ran with beautiful joy to the cross And you have showed unparalleled endurance and perseverance in your work. We adore you, Jesus, the winner of the crown for us, the one who entered us in this race. And it is in your name we pray. Amen.